0: And studying on these things gets me more hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry for the Lord, and He says, He who hungers and thirsts, that's the one who's going to be filled. If you're not hungry or you're not thirsty, you're not even going to go to the fridge, right? So if somebody's not hungry and thirsty, they're not going to come to church. They're not going to open the Bible, right? They're not going to spend time with the Lord. So they can't expect. That they're going to operate in the gifts of the spirit or be filled with the spirit or hear from God or get like charged up in the spirit because they're not even hungry to go sit at the Lord's table. And so I just encourage you, stir a hunger in yourself. Want after God. Want after him. Go after him. And he says, if you draw close to him, he will draw close to you. You can't be jealous of somebody who's walking in the anointing and all the gifts of the Spirit and things like that. It belongs to you just as much. It's just that they're, they're drawing close to God. God's no respecter of persons. It will be given to every single person who goes after it. Hallelujah. Amen. Just a little exhortations for whoever it is. All right, so today is our second session on dreams and visions. Um, I had stated earlier that I was going to go dreams and then visions, but it ended up being a combo today, so I'm doing dreams and visions today, and then next Sunday is going to be our dreams and visions panel of different people who operate in these um, areas that will bring um, faith and understanding to you through their experiences, amen? So it's going to be an awesome time. I encourage you, bring somebody with you. Um, Testimony builds faith. And so that's what it's going to be is just a panel of testimony next week, and it's going to be awesome. Hallelujah. So last week we started and just laid the foundation that dreams and visions is a way that God speaks today. Actually, it's a way that God has always spoken because he doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? But just to build your faith, just in case... The devil has lied to you, or maybe someone uh, someone who is destroyed for a lack of knowledge has said something. Just in case I wanted to prove to you from the word of God that he says dreams and visions are for you today. I could use this one scripture alone, and it's Acts 2:17, and it shall be in the last, day. Say, last days. Say last days. I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. We're okay with that, right? But sometimes we're not okay with this dreams and visions stuff. Oh, that's not for me. That's for somebody special. But God says, all mankind, anybody, right, any believer, um, I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Okay? This is how he's speaking in the last days. And God leads us and guides us by his Holy Spirit. In John 16, just covering a couple scriptures from last week, John 16, 12 through 16, God says, I have so And Jesus is talking to his disciples, which is you and I, I have so many things to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. How be it, when the spirit of truth comes, the Holy Spirit has come, he will guide you unto all truth. He shall speak of, not of himself, but whatever he shall hear That shall he speak from the Father. And he will show you things to come. He'll glorify me, and he shall receive of what is mine, and he will show it to you. All the things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he shall take of what is mine, and he will show it to you three times. In a little while, you won't see me again, but then in a little while, you shall see me because I go to my Father in heaven. Okay? The disciples broke it down, and and they kind of, like, questioned the Lord. I don't understand. Why are you saying in a little while we're not going to see you, but then we're going to see you? Well, he's like, I just explained it to you. You're going to have the Holy Spirit. And he shows you things of the kingdom of heaven. And he'll show you things that are on the Father's heart for your future. And he'll show you whatever's on the Father's heart for right now. He will be there to lead and guide his people. And so he broke it down for the disciples. It's better that I'm going away because then even though I'm in heaven, seated together you know, in, with the Father in heavenly places, you will still be able to see me. How? Via the Holy Spirit, opening your spiritual eyes. Dreams, visions, revelations, visitations, encounters, trances, translations, whatever's in the word is available to us, not on our demand, but, but as the Spirit wills. As we draw close to God and he draws close to us, we start operating more and more in the Spirit. The Bible says if we sow to the Spirit, we're also going to reap of the Spirit. We know the opposite is true. If you sow to the flesh, what's going to happen? You're going to operate in the world and and corruption and you're going to reap of the flesh. Garbage. Nobody wants garbage. Right, We want the Spirit. We want all that God has for us. So we're going to have to sow to the Spirit. And as we do, we start hearing his voice more clearly. And our vision gets clearer. And we start seeing more clearly what it is the Spirit of God is telling us, the church. Amen. So today, we're going to be looking at dreams and visions. And just from Scripture, seeing that this is how they operate, This is what it accomplishes for the body of Christ and what we can expect. Through dreams and visions, God opens our eyes to see him speaking to us about something. What he's doing by the Spirit of God is he's leading and guiding his people. He's giving us downloads of information of, of things that he has on his heart for you or things that he's wanting to warn you about, things that he wants to correct you about instructions and blessing and hope for your future that's what he does when he gives dreams and visions i'm going to show you from the word of god but this is cool in 2 corinthians 12 one through five paul talking to to the believers here and he's he's giving us a wonderful example on what's available to us and this is the reason for giving these scriptures is faith comes by hearing the word right And the word of God has not passed away. And we're in the same dispensation of the Holy Spirit as the disciples were. So whatever they are experiencing, that's for us. That's for us. Say, I'm a disciple. And I have the Holy Spirit. And he shows me things to come. And he reveals heaven to me. Hallelujah. So, 2 Corinthians 12, 1 through 5 This boasting will not do good, Paul's talking, but I have to boast. I have to go on with it. I have to tell you about my experiences with the Lord, he says. He says, I will reluctantly tell you about visions and revelations from the Lord. In other words, he didn't want to talk big or make himself special, but he wanted to tell them about the revelations and the visions he's receiving from the Lord. I was caught up into the third heaven 14 years ago. Whether, and it was so real, it was so much like I see you, whether in my body or out of my body, whether in the spirit or in the flesh, I don't know. That's how real it was. Only God knows, he says. Yes, God knows whether I was in my body or outside of my body, but I do not know. So it was very, very, very vivid. That I was caught up into paradise and I heard things so astounding that they cannot be expressed by words. Things that no human is allowed to tell. That experience is worth boasting about, but I'm not going to do it. Okay? So he's not boasting about himself, but he is expressing how awesome it is to have visions and visitations from the Lord. And he's, what, is, what is the point of him telling this? It's not to boast. It's to stir a hunger for the other believers. So today I'm going to share a few of my experiences with the Lord, but it's not to boast, but it's to stir a hunger. Why would that stir a hunger? Because God's not a respecter of persons. Whatever I have experienced, you too can experience. It's not because I'm a pastor and it's not because someone's an evangelist or someone's a prophet. Those certain people have certain assignments and things they have to do for the Lord, but we all have been given the Holy Spirit and not one of us is without. If we have the Holy Spirit, he shows all of us things to come. He reveals to all of us what's on the Father's heart. It's a matter of do you have ears to hear and eyes to see what the Spirit is saying to the church. God commanded have ears to hear what the spirit is saying to the church why would he command us to do something that was impossible he who is a son of god is led by the spirit of god how are we led well he shows us things to come and he shows us what's on the father's heart why would he command us and say if you're a child of god then you should be led by the spirit of god if it was impossible no it's possible it's possible so revelations and dreams and words from the Lord, um, when we receive them, we're to pray about them. We're to ask the Lord, make conversation, ask the Lord, Lord, what is it you're saying? Because guess what? We, like we talked about last week, we talked about a, a sheet coming down from heaven that Peter saw with four-legged creatures and God's like, kill and eat. And he's like... I would never. <laughs> and then uh, Gideon seeing or, or hearing a dream about, uh, about bread rolling down a hill and, and demolishing a tent. And God says, you've got the victory. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. God just loves to speak. And Jesus even loved to speak in parables. And he says that his children can interpret. Interpret. His children can understand why. Because we have the spirit of truth, the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and the knowledge of God. So what he wants us to do is engage. When he gives us dreams and visions, we're supposed to be talking to him about it. What he's trying to do is engage us into conversation and fellowship. So we ask the Lord, Lord, what's the meaning of that? I don't understand. And we're not going to try to make something up, but he says if you ask... For wisdom, he'll give you wisdom, right? And so what I do is is if I have a dream or I have a vision and I don't quite understand, and I might think I understand, but I'll ask him for wisdom and then I just kind of put it on the shelf and I wait for him to give it, trusting that at the right time he'll give it. And then when I'm spending time with him or I'm just praying in the car or worshiping God, even a week later or something, all of a sudden, downloads, scriptures, um, interpretations come to me and I write it down. That's just how it happens for me, but I just encourage you, when God gives you a dream or a vision, ask him what it means. Ask him for his interpretation, all right? There are tools out there, but I encourage you, we've got the greatest tool, and his name is Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, and he's going to show us through the word of God, the Bible says out of the mouths of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. And I believe that's the word. <laughs> um, the word, if he gives you two or three scriptures or, or maybe he'll give you two or three um, examples or two or three um, people coming and giving you the same prophetic word, then you can know this is God saying this thing to you, right? How many of you have ever received a prophetic word from more than one person? Maybe you even heard it on the radio, then you heard it on the news, then you heard it... It's like God's saying out of the mouths of true witnesses, I am telling you this. And so have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Don't be so busy that you, you move on so quickly that you miss what he's trying to say. And I love this. There's no time or distance in the Spirit. So if right now you're like, man, I had that dream five years ago and I still don't understand it. Well, take time and ask him. Because from my experience, when he tells me something, it's for in the future. So you probably haven't even reached that point yet. So go ahead and ask him because maybe it's tomorrow. <laughs> maybe it's tomorrow. But so just take time. The Bible says, be still in Psalms forty six ten. Be still and know I am God. Take time to listen and hear what the spirit is saying. Revelations three twenty two says, anyone, any one of us who will have ears to hear, to listen to the spirit, and understand what he is saying to the church. Here's an example of having a dream, but kind of not having ears to hear, but figuring it out later. I shared it with the, the pastoral team last night at our get-together. Um, <clears throat> so, as you may know, my mother went to be with the Lord. And she had some heart complications, and she went to the hospital. And they did a procedure and um, sent her home two days later. And um, I don't know, she went in a couple times for some complications, but whatever the case, in between her going, I had a dream. And in this dream, um, she was so about the things of the spirit, dreams and visions and all that stuff, and she had such a hunger and uh, just a real prayer warrior, and she just loved getting in the spirit. (laughs) Um, she just loved hearing from God and having dreams and visions and she'd get lost in the spirit and she's, she's forever in heaven in the spirit. Um, but seriously, um, so she, in this dream, she was telling me, um, that she had a visit to heaven and In the dream, I was a little preoccupied. Sometimes when someone's talking to you and you're a little preoccupied, you don't really hear them even though you hear them. And this is what God's talking about here. He who has ears to hear, hear him say it to the church. Don't just let it go in one ear. Act like you're hearing it and let it go out the other ear. Well, I wasn't really hearing her even though I was hearing her. She says, I had a visit to heaven, and I didn't put weight on it in the dream. I went to heaven, and I didn't put weight on it. I was hearing her, but not hearing her. And she recognized that I wasn't really hearing her. And she says, you don't understand. I went to heaven. And then I woke up. And (laughs) I didn't pray about it. I'll be honest. I was excited about the dream, but I didn't pray about it. I interpreted the dream as, my mom's going to have a visit to heaven. Sure is. And um, I actually told her about it. And I said, I believe you're going to have a visit to heaven. And um, Pastor Nick said something last night that could very well be true. Um, He said she had a visit to heaven, decided not to leave. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny about it, but it, it's true. God, she, she went into a dream, visited heaven, decided God may have given her the choice. Who would want to go back home, back to earth? You know, once you're there, you want to be there. But anyways, I didn't perceive. I didn't have ears to hear, and I believe 110% that God was showing me. He was even saying, You don't understand. She is going to go to heaven to prepare us. But yeah, I didn't get it. But I'm blessed that he can teach us afterwards, right? And we can learn from our experiences. And so I didn't perceive. And I don't know if I'm sure I'm not the only one who has had a dream that that you misinterpreted or you just took it for face value and didn't let God tell you what it was he was saying. And so I encourage you. Let God tell you what he's saying. Write it down and, and, and ask him about it. Amen. Job 33, 14 through 18 says, For God does speak, now one way and now another. He just chooses. He wants to give you a dream, he'll give you a dream. He'll give you a vision, he'll give you a vision. He'll give you a visitation, he'll do it that, that way. He'll, he'll give you a prophetic word, he'll do it that way. He will speak how he wants to speak. Whatever the case, have ears to hear what he is saying. He says, Now another, though no one may perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they slumber in their beds, he may speak in their ears and terrify them with warnings to turn them from wrongdoing and keep them from pride, to preserve them from the pit their lives from perishing by the sword. Sometimes, a terrifying dream isn't necessarily an attack of the enemy. Sometimes, a lot of times, it's a warning from God. If you'll have ears to hear what he is saying and ask him, Lord, what's the interpretation of that? The Lord, I asked the Lord once, how can I decipher you know, a terrifying dream from the Lord with an attack of the enemy? And he said, what's the fruit of it? And I was like, oh, that's so good. The fruit of it is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness. I mean, obviously, the fear of the Lord is a good thing. So there, if there's fear to draw closer to God, then it's from the Lord. But if it's a, a fear that brings bondage, fear, torment, and, and causes me to go into hiding and stay away from God, then it's from the enemy. Because I used to have tormenting attack-type dreams when I was young. So that's a good way if you're somebody who, who dreams and, and um, need to decipher. What's the fruit of it? But God leads and guides his people, so don't be afraid, because a lot of times um, I, I have dreams and visions, and I've turned it off. You can physically, mentally, or of your own will, turn it off. And some people that I've discussed this with can attest that they've turned it off because they're afraid because they started seeing the enemy's kingdom and and God was showing them what the enemy's up to. And like me, I was seeing a lot of that and um, I, I was kind of afraid. So I turned it off. But God revealed to me that he's the one who opens my eyes to see visions and dreams and these revelations that are from heaven. And the reason he's showing me is because I have the authority to command it to leave. The fear just completely left me. And I was like, oh. So it was interesting because from then on, I mean, I've seen some of the kingdom of hell. And, and I just take authority over it and I command it to go. But I've seen a lot more since that fear and, and that block that I put up left me. I see a lot of the kingdom of heaven and what God and the kingdom of heaven is doing. So God wants to instruct, protect, lead, and guide his people, but we have to have ears and eyes to see. Amen? In Genesis 28, 10 through 16, Jacob has a dream at Bethel. Meanwhile, Jacob left Beersheba and traveled toward Haran. At sundown, he arrived at a good place to set up camp, and he stopped there for the night. Jacob found a really nice cozy stone to rest his head upon, And lay down to go to sleep. As he slept, he dreamed of a stairway that reached from earth up to heaven. And he saw the angels of God going up and down the stairway. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord. And the Lord said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather, Abraham. And the God of your father, Isaac. The ground that you're lying on belongs to you. And I am giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth, and they will spread out in all directions, to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All the families of earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. What's more, I am with you, and I will protect you wherever you go. One day I will bring you back to this land, and I will not leave you until I have finished everything that I have promised you. Then Jacob woke up from his sleep, and he said, surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not even aware of it. I love how Jacob takes God seriously and puts weight on the dream. He recognizes, number one, I just heard from the Lord. And if you'll read on, he marks that territory, taking God's word seriously that this land belongs to him. He takes it as a word from the Lord. And he didn't just be like, like me. Oh, what a great dream. Wow, I saw heaven. You know, I mean, that's great enough. But no, God's speaking, showing him about his future and his descendants and all that he's going to do in life for the Lord. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He shows us things to come and reveals the heart of the Father and what he has in store for you. But we have to be willing to pause and be still and say, Lord, what is it you're saying? And take it seriously and put weight on it. And like Austin is saying, pray it out if God reveals something to you. I once asked a prophet, what do you do when you receive a prophetic word, which would be the same as a dream or a vision, God speaking? And he just said, just pray and keep um, speaking it until you see it fully manifested. Keep thanking God for it until you see it fully manifested. Don't doubt. Just keep believing it's coming to pass. So Jacob takes God seriously and sees God watch over his word and perform it in his life. You might ask, can God really direct us through dreams and visions? Well, have you read the word? (laughs) Because God doesn't change, He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I mean, I told Clayton last night as I was studying, I said, I can't do it, there's too much. There's so much information about dreams and visions in the word of God that it's like, where do you go? Because it's like God speaking. This is what he did. I mean, you got everything from Jacob to to Daniel to Mary to Joseph to Zechariah. I mean, every visitation, every dream, every vision was God leading his people. And if they didn't... See what the Spirit of God was showing them, they would have been wandering. God's not leading us blindly, He is showing us, but we have to have ears to hear. Amen. As children of God, we should be expecting to hear and see what the Spirit of God is saying to the church, it's part of our inheritance. Amen? So um, somebody asked me, I think it might have been you, I don't know. I don't remember who asked me, but somebody real recently asked me, when did you start having dreams? Because I know you always used to have visions, but when it seems like dreams have increased. And this came to me this morning, no, last night, that I've had dreams in the past, but I probably could count on one hand how many godly dreams I had had until this happened maybe a year or two ago. I had a dream, and in this dream, the prophet Jack Coe came to me, and he pointed his finger in my face like an inch away, and he said, you will operate in the prophetic anointing of Daniel 2, and I woke up, and I am a pastor, but I didn't know exactly what was in Daniel 2, (laughs) so I went and got my Bible, and I opened up to Daniel 2. And in Daniel 2, Nebuchadnezzar is tormented by these dreams that God is giving him, warning him about his future. And Nebuchadnezzar is um, so tormented that he calls for all the wise men in the land to tell him, and he's being pretty specific about it, tell me if you really know, and you can operate in this stuff, tell me what the dream was and the interpretation of it because then I'll know it's a true interpretation well nobody in there nobody can do that everybody said he got so angry with all of them he's like kill all the wise men and Daniel as well as a few others of his friends were godly wise men and they were on the list to be brutally murdered well Daniel heard about this why are you threatening us why are you going to kill us And they they were told that you're going to be murdered because nobody can tell the king what he dreamed and and the interpretation of it. And he's like, well, give us, he pleaded, give us a few days. And so he tells his his associates, let's pray about this. Let's ask God for mercy for him to show us what this dream was and the interpretation of it. Well, God knows what he gave him, what the dream was, right? Because it was a dream from the Lord. So um, in Daniel 2, 18 through 20, he urged them, ask the God of heaven to show them his mercy by telling them the secret so that they would not be executed, executed along with all the other wise men of Babylon. That night, the secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision, otherwise in the night known as a vision in the night or a dream. So let me just stop there and say dreams and visions are really the same thing. One of them, you're sleeping. One of them, you're awake. And so when you're reading the word of God and it's talking about dreams, a lot of times it talks about vision in the night when you're in a sleep. Okay? And so anyways, Daniel... That night, the secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised God of heaven, and he said, Praise the Lord, the name of our Lord God, forever and ever, for he has all the wisdom and all the power. We are children of God. And those who are children of God are to be led by the Spirit of God. And what did Jesus tell his disciples? It's better that I go away because you're going to have the Spirit of God, and he will lead you and guide you into all truth, and he'll show you what's on the Father's heart. And he'll show you and tell you about the future. So this is to our benefit, to hear and see what the Spirit of God is telling us. And let me just say, again, a lot of times the dream kind of makes no sense to you. It might be something real vivid like I had, but still you want to ask God the interpretation because obviously... But sometimes it could be bread rolling down a hill <laughs> or puppies. I'm asking the Lord about it because that's just too weird, so I'm, I'm asking. Um, <laughs> Clayton's a dreamer, and I'm an interpreter. I do, I do have both. But, but um, the Lord told me one time I was jealous because he's a dreamer, and he has seen heaven and, and seen my dad's mansion and just different things, um, went, to, went to heaven and visited. And um, I was very jealous, actually, I'll say. But um, the Lord said, that's how I speak to him. But I've anointed you to interpret. And this was before I had this dream that God said, you have the anointing of Daniel too, which is to interpret. Isn't that awesome? So, But since then, I received that. I've actually personally had more dreams as well. So praise the Lord. Um, okay. So. The Father wants to lead and guide us, and he wants to warn us about the future. In Genesis 37, 5 through 11, he also wants us to give us a hope for our future and show us the exciting things he has in store for us. In Genesis 37, verse 5, Joseph had a dream, and when he told his brothers, they hated him all the more. They already hated him because they thought he was like teacher's pet. He's like the favorite son. He was the young son in the father's old age, and so he was just extra blessed, and they were jealous. He said to him, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field. Then suddenly my sheave rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brother said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? They hated him because of this dream and what he had said. Then, I mean, Clearly, he didn't pray about, Lord, what should I do with this dream? Should I go and tell them? But he did anyways. He got more hatred from his brothers. Okay, then he had another dream, and he told his brothers, listen. He said, I had another dream. And this time, the sun and the moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. When he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and all your brothers actually come and bow down on the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Now, his father must have known like God speaks in dreams, so I'm just going to keep this in mind, but it doesn't really make sense to me, but I'm going to keep this in mind. His brothers' anger fueled them. Now, whether Joseph did the right thing or not, God turns things around for our good, right? (laughs) God's plans still prevailed. He still ended up where they're bowing down to him, and he was able to save his family in the future. God was showing him this. Now, I don't know. Maybe we can ask the Lord, you know, but had he prayed about it, maybe God would have had a different strategy. But let me just say, That even though God, through dreams or visions or some kind of supernatural way, may tell you about your future, it doesn't mean the road is going to be easy. Actually, a lot of times, he gives you a promise, a very strong promise, because it's going to look opposite. Just from experience. But he gives you this strong vision so that you can press forward to what lies ahead. Amen. So, Joseph's dreams were foreknowledge. They were they were showing him about his future and what God had for him. So God shows us through dreams and visions and leads us by his spirit. Psalms 37, 23 says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly and he delights in every detail of our lives. So he leads us and guides us by his spirit through, yes, the word, through prophecy, yes, but also don't neglect the dreams and visions because it's so prominent all throughout the word of God and have ears to hear and eyes to see what it is he's saying in genesis i'm talking about a little bit about vision here now in genesis 15 1 through 6 after this the word of the lord came to abraham listen to this the word of the lord came to abraham in a vision so when you have a dream or a vision it's God speaking to you. Do not be afraid, Abraham, for I am your shield and I am your great reward. But Abraham said, "Sovereign Lord, what can you give me, since I remain childless, and I'm the one who will inherit, um, and and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliza of Damascus." And Abraham said to, said to him said to the Lord, you have given me no children, so a servant of my household is going to be my heir? Then the word of the Lord came to him. He said, this man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and he gave him a vision. Look up at the sky. Count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Abraham believed the Lord and credited him as righteous. This is very, very important. When God gives you a dream or God gives you a vision, count him faithful. Believe what he said and that he is able to perform what he said, regardless of circumstance, regardless of what it looks like in the coming days. Abraham waited, we know, quite a while after that vision. But God made it clear to him, and he actually reiterated it a few times uh, through visitation. Okay? And so... Count God as righteous. When, when you finally get the download and it's something kind of above and beyond, you know, your imagination, what you could h- hope for, still count God as righteous, that he is able. Amen? Um, just to share about vision, a little um, example here of vision. Um, I'm going to share about Nick and Jeannie and what they're doing. Um, so I was having a prayer meeting actually with my mom and Amber a few years back. And Nick and Jeannie, if you didn't know, um, they served under my dad um, as associate pastors for 20 years or more. <laughs> and um, so, so they were, you know, in the ministry for a very long time, serving under my dad. And and then, you know, it got handed over. And um, so we're here. We didn't have any associates or anything yet, and and we're ministering and and. Um, it was, it was kind of tough because my dad was going through, you know, um, some sicknesses and things like that, fighting the good fight of faith. Um, but whatever the case, it wasn't really what I was praying about that day. I was just spending time with the Lord, you know, with my mom and Amber and just spending time with God. And in this dream, I went into a vision, a very vivid vision. It wasn't a dream, sorry. I was in prayer, I, I was, but I was in the spirit, so in the spirit that I wasn't aware of what was going on around me. But I went into this spirit, and in this spirit, I saw a vision of Pastor Nick up here in this church holding a microphone. And now you did visit. Um, I don't remember what time of year it was or anything like that, but you had come for a visit, and um, I I had this vision. And I I saw you with the microphone, and I saw you um, leading the body in prayer, and I I heard the Lord say, in the vision. So, like, it wasn't like I had to pray, Lord, what is the meaning of this? You know, it was just like Abraham's, like, in the vision, God spoke. And in the vision, the Lord said to me, um, let, me <laughs> let me make sure I say it right. Um, in the vision, I heard the Lord say, if they will return, they will not skip a beat. Intuitively, I knew if they make a decision that they're coming to this church, they will have their place in ministry that they always had. Amen. And now I kept that to myself for a number of weeks, and you guys continued to come. And, um, and one Wednesday night, the Holy Spirit was all over me. Like, tell them. Well, I was waiting for them to come to me about something. And they're waiting, you know, for some kind of, they're praying to the Lord, and I didn't know, for some kind of confirmation, Lord, is this where you want to use us in this season? And... Um, well, God got all over me that night, and I pulled them aside, and I told them, this is what the Lord showed me in this vision. And I remember Jeannie going, like, we've been praying for this confirmation, um, asking the Lord. And I was like, oh, you know, here I'm waiting, they're waiting, and finally God got all over me. No, you tell them. Um, and so I was so blessed that, sure enough, when God gives a vision, it's God declaring what his heart is for his people. Amen. Hallelujah, and so praise the Lord, I'm so thankful that, see, God, as a shepherd, God needs to show me who he wants to use for what, too. It's, I'm not just going to go, oh, you, you, you. God knows who he wants to use for certain things. So, um, praise the Lord, that was awesome. So God leads and guides us by his spirit. And I believe we can be led by the Spirit of God just by being drawn. And that's probably why you're here, just being drawn by the Spirit of God. But then God can confirm things through dreams or visions and things like that to make it super clear. Amen. And then um, not too long after that, I want to say, I don't know, probably in the same season, God's putting pieces of the puzzle together for me. Actually, he actually said that to me. I was in worship one, one um, Sunday morning standing right there. And I heard the Lord say, don't worry. I'm bringing in all the pieces of the puzzle. And, (laughs) okay, so um, I'm going to go back to that. But so not too long, probably in the same time period, um, Austin and Courtney, you're already here. You're leading worship. And um, all of a sudden, I'm standing there worshiping, and I saw this stage. But all of a sudden, I saw this stage shoot out like a different platform, and I saw Austin on the microphone. And I knew this. I'm telling you examples of how God leads through vision and how he speaks through vision. And I knew by the Spirit of God that God was telling me he has more platform for him. That he has, um, that that's just not the one area he wants to use him. He has more platform for him, isn't that awesome? And so here, last week we just ordained them, and they're stepping fully into what God has for them to to be used by the Lord. And so I'm excited about that. Jeremiah 29:11. For I know, he already knows the plans he has for you, declares the Lord. They're plans to prosper you and not to harm you. They're plans to give you a future and a hope. So if God, who knows everything and what's going to give you a future and a hope, don't you think he wants to reveal it to you by his spirit? And he already told us how he's going to do that. He's going to show us things. He's going to show us things to come. He's going to show us the heart of the Father. So we need to have faith that we have eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. And had I just been like, oh, that's kind of a cool vision, you know, oh, Pastor Nick on the mic. If I would have never asked him about it or, or, you know, because afterwards I understood what it meant, but I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know until he came, I asked him, I said, show me if you want me to speak to them about it in one Wednesday night. You know, he was just all over me about it. Well, that, I think, came first because then I kind of knew from experience, and then that one I spoke out the day I saw it when, with Austin and Courtney. Um, so God's plans for us are to prosper us, not to harm us. So when he gives us something, even if it's to warn us about the future, we need to listen because he doesn't want anything to harm us. Amen? Hallelujah. And so with that being said, there can be vision of, of um, prosperity and provision or what God wants for us to do or what he wants us to set our hand to. Um, and, I mean, I bring Amber up a lot because we're, that's what we do. We pray together, okay? So don't get jealous. <laughs> it's just that's where a lot of my stories come from because when I'm spending time with God, that's when I hear from God. And um, so here's another story about Amber. Amber. Um, we were in prayer and many years ago, what, 10 plus years ago. And um, her and Fred, um, her and I had created a really strong friendship. First, it started off as a discipleship and her growing in the Lord. And, and, and um, the Lord actually said she grew up really fast. You know, It's a matter of how much you sow to the Spirit. That's how fast you're going to grow. You're gonna, somebody who is two years old in the Lord can be like a 30-year-old Christian if, if the 30-year-old never sowed to the Spirit. So... But anyways, in this um, time of, um, we have desires of our hearts. And, and she had a desire to have a house and things like that. And, and I don't remember exactly if we had prayed about it or what. Probably prayed about it. We always lift up our desires to the Lord. But when you have a vision from the Lord, it's like uh, Acts 2 is talking about. It's a God-inspired vision. It's not like you made it happen. Okay? So, and, and a dream, you obviously know dreams. You can't make a dream happen. I don't know how many times I pray before bed, Lord, I ask you for a dream and I don't get a dream. And then the night I watch a movie before bed, all of a sudden I have a dream. (laughs) So it's totally up to God. But anyway, so this day we're praying together, spending time in prayer at the healing rooms at the old church building. And we're there praying, and we might have brought that up before the Lord, but all of a sudden I remember exactly where I saw him come in. I saw an angel come in 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 the right corner and he had three golden bricks. Now, did I regularly see angels? No. I had a number of times, but this just—he—he just came in right at right as we were praying in the spirit, and he came over with these three bricks, and I'm just like watching him, and he came over to Amber and he placed one on each shoulder, and one on top of her head, and instinctively I knew, because she was believing God for a house. I knew, mind you, her husband didn't even have a job; he was in between jobs at the time. They live in an apartment, and this is impossible. But an angel comes in and gives her three bricks. One is a job, one is a promotion and one is a house. Within 1 month, I want to say. Is it about 1 month? Within 1 month, Fred got a good job, a promotion within like a week or two and then a house. The same day he got a job, a week later he got the same day that he got the we got the Gold bricks. So, God was revealing through vision the plans and purposes and the good things that he had in store hallelujah and not only that they got like the last grant in milwaukee to put down a down payment on their house only god could do that (laughs) so amazing god's ways and his thoughts for us are good not for disaster. They're to give us a future and a hope. Don't turn off seeing in the spirit because you're afraid of what he might show you. The whole point is he wants good for you. He wants to lead you and guide you by his spirit. He wants to order your footsteps so you're at the right place at the right time ministering to the right people. He wants to use you. Amen? In 2 Kings 6, 15 through 17, the servant, um, and I'm just showing you that that. It's available to all of us, and it's just a matter of having faith and having our eyes open. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning, he went outside, and there were troops and horses and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, we're, what are we going to do now? Young, the young man cried at Elisha the prophet. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than there are of theirs. So you got one man who can see in the Spirit and the other man who can't. Okay, he's in fear and doubt and what's going to happen to us. The other one can see in the spirit and he has future. He has a hope. He has expectation of what God's going to do for him. So he prays. Elisha prayed. Oh, Lord, open his eyes. Let him see. And the Lord opened up the young man's eyes. And when he looked, he saw on the hillside around him filled with horses and chariots of fire. The kingdom of God was all around. They didn't have anything to fear. So in other words, you might be one who sees and you might be one who doesn't. But it's a simple matter of God just giving you faith. All of a sudden faith comes by hearing the word and your eyes are popped open to start seeing in the spirit what God is saying to the church. Amen. I'm almost done. James 1.5 says, if you need wisdom, now when you get a dream or a vision, we at Glory Culture, this is what we do. We pray, spend time with God, and God shows us things. And then it's a safe place because we'll share it, what God showed us, and sometimes one or um, several of us will have an interpretation. Or one of us will have a vision as well of the same thing. God's saying the same thing to all of us. It's just really amazing. It's a great training ground for us to grow and seeing in the Spirit. But if we don't understand it, it's okay, and God's okay with you asking for wisdom and understanding so that you can be fruitful in it. In Amos 3, 7 Back in the day, before um, the Holy Spirit, Amos 3, 7, it says, Surely the Lord God will do nothing but that he reveal it, his secret, unto the servants, the prophets. Then in Numbers twelve six it says, Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make himself... Make myself known unto him in a vision, or I will speak to him in a dream. Now, do you have to be a prophet? No. Remember, that's the Old Testament. Now Jesus is like, I'm excited for you because I'm going away and no longer, because back in the day, the kings and, and, and the people of God had to go to the prophet of God to hear what God was saying. And yes, God's anointed ministers, you know, to hear God speak his word and things like that. But he's also anointed you as a child of God to hear what the spirit of God is saying to the church. Amen. By his spirit, we have the Holy Spirit and he lives in us. And he will lead and he will guide his people. He will reveal the heart of the father showing us things to come. This is the age that we're living in. I pray faith is ignited in you. I could probably have a whole seminar on this topic. There's so much, but I'm not going to go on all day. It's really hot in here. Is it just me? Wow. I am on fire today. (laughs) Listen, Romans eight fourteen. all who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. This puts, a, you know, like a, a stamp on you. If you're someone who can hear and see the Spirit of God telling the church something, then you are called a child of God. God's like, that's my child, that's my child, that's my child. Why? Because when you're a child, you should be able to hear your parent talk to you. And if you're not hearing your parent talk to you, you're too far from home. What's the problem? Why am I not hearing you, God? Where have you gone? No, it's where have you gone? I haven't left. Where have you gone? Draw close to me, return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord. God gave me a vision the last two weeks in a row. Is not me standing up here. Jesus in the flesh is standing up here speaking to you. And you are his disciples. And he's just simply teaching you something that is on his heart that he wants you to operate in. This is what he has for his children. And he wants you to be hearing it because he is about to pour out his spirit in a mighty way. And young men and old men will dream dreams and have visions because the spirit of God is speaking to his body. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's let's do this confession. I have it on the screen in case you're not following me correctly. Say, "I am a child of God." I am a child of God. Therefore, I am led by the Spirit of God. I hear his voice. The voice of the stranger the voice of the I, do not I do not follow. My spiritual eyes and ears are open. To hear and to see what the Spirit of God is saying to me, the church. My footsteps are ordered of the Lord. God reveals to me his plans and purposes by the Holy Spirit. I come to dreams and visions and revelations from heaven. God gives me wisdom and revelation so that my understanding is fruitful. The Holy Spirit within me will show me what's on the Father's heart. He will speak to me what the Father is saying. I thank you, Lord. Your plans for me are good to prosper me and not to harm me, to give me a future and a hope. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I pray that that built some faith in you today. I believe that you're going to start operating in these things at a greater level than you have before. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you, bring some friends, people who are hungry um, to operate in these things. We're going to do a a panel and an impartation next Sunday. And so I want to encourage you to come on and uh, support your team.